opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Communications, staff, management, or advertisers. If you don't like abortion, don't have one. The only thing that can be said to be objective truth is that there is no objective truth. It does come out in one piece. It comes out in one piece. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. And now, here's Mark. Well, there's no room at the inn, apparently, in the Democrat Party. We found that out last weekend, that there's no room at the inn for a pro-life voter in the Democrat Party. You're listening to your radio activist, Mark Harrington, here on the Mark Harrington Show. And you can find out more by going to markharrington.org. And I'm also the president of Created Equal, the pro-life organization that travels to high school and college campuses all across America. So today we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about how pro-life Democrats are a dinosaur. And if they exist, they need to flee the party. It's what it's come down to. So we're going to talk about that today on the program. About halfway through the program, I'm going to be talking about the abortion pill and the abortion pill reversal uh, bills that are making their way across the country have been introduced here in the state of Ohio. I'll be talking to Gabriel Vance, our director of external affairs, about that. So those are going to be the two topics for today. Pro-life Democrats as being dinosaurs and the abortion pill reversal controversy. So let's dive right in. Uh, If you're paying attention a little last week uh, on Fox News Sunday, I think it was, Chris Wallace's program, uh, there was a town hall. The town hall uh, involving Pete Buttigieg, who's the mayor or former mayor, I guess. I don't even know. Is he current mayor? He's former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and he's running for president. And Pete Buttigieg is in fourth place in Iowa, I believe which is coming up, the uh, the Iowa caucus is coming up here on Monday. And so Pete Buttigieg has is, is attracted a whole lot of attention uh, and, and getting a lot, of, uh, <clears throat> a lot of coverage nationally, and he made it onto Fox News. And so there was a section, a portion of that interview or that town hall where a pro-life Democrat representing Democrats for Life asked Pete Buttigieg a question. Actually, it was a series of questions. And so we'd like to do, we're going to go to that clip. This is Pete Buttigieg, mayor of uh, South Bend, Indiana, running for president, uh, answering the questions from a pro-life Democrat. Go ahead and play the clip. We have a question now from Kristen Day about abortion. Kristen. I am a proud pro-life Democrat. So do you want the support of pro-life Democrats, pro-life Democratic voters? There are about 21 million of us. And if so, would you support more moderate platform language in the Democratic Party to ensure that the party of diversity and inclusion really does include everybody? (laughs) Well, I respect where you're coming from, and I hope to earn your vote. But I'm not going to try to earn your vote by tricking you. Uh, I am pro-choice. And I believe that a woman ought to be able to make that decision. Here's what I. All right, you can stop it there. So here we go. Kristen Day, Democrats for Life, which is a thing, by the way, I guess. 
uh, asks Pete Buttigieg, if the party of inclusion, which she calls it, the party of diversity would include or allow a pro-life Democrat, and is, she, is he willing to moderate the Democrat Party platform? Uh, and, of course, Pete Buttigieg basically says he's pro-choice and he follows the platform. So it's interesting that the Democrat Party uh, supposedly is the party of inclusion, but they're really not. They're the party of intolerance. There is no room at the end for a pro-life Democrat. And you're going to find out in these uh, these next clips as to uh, whether that's true or not. And it's also it's been true for a long time. It's just that the Democrats are now willing to come out and say it publicly. It's also interesting uh, that when she said she was a pro-life Democrat, you could hear like the kind of hush in the crowd. But when he said he was pro-choice, they all erupted in applause. Uh, obviously, a very Democrat audience that's there at the Fox News town hall. But additionally, and I think very interesting, is that obviously Pete Buttigieg is, is, a, is a male. Now, he's gay. He's a homosexual. So he actually has two strikes against him, you would think, from the uh, abortion advocates. First of all, abortion advocates say that men shouldn't have a say. That if you're male and you're pro-life, you should not have a say in telling a woman what she should do with her own body. Because, A, you're never going to get pregnant. That's the main thing, right? You're never going to get pregnant. You shouldn't be able to say anything about abortion. Shouldn't be able to tell a woman she can't have an abortion. But apparently that that whole thing goes out the window uh, if you're a pro-abortion male like Pete Buttigieg. Now, he clearly is not going to get pregnant, but he's also got another strike against him. He's not even going to get a woman pregnant because he's a homosexual. <laughs> you know, it, you could at least say at one level that men have a say or should have a say because they, they actually participate in getting a woman pregnant uh, in that 50% of all the pregnancies are going to be male. And that male, without men, obviously women can't get pregnant. But Pete Buttigieg is a man who will never get pregnant. And he's also gay who will never get a woman pregnant. So he's, he's got two strikes, you would think, against him, but not in the Democrat Party because we overlook that. And, uh, of course, the issue is, is that... Uh, Arguments don't have gender. People do. So anyway, let's move on. Second clip here. Pete Buttigieg at the Fox News Town Hall. Go ahead. And the best that I can offer, and it may win your vote, and if not, I understand. The best I can offer is that if we can't agree on where to draw the line, the next best thing we can do is agree on who should draw the line. And in my view, it's the woman who's faced with that decision in her own life. All right. Stop there. I mean, it's a it, it, it's a nice line. You know, it, it plays well. I'm sure he's focused. You know, he's focused group tested that uh, it, we should decide based on who draws the line, not where we draw the line. It plays well. Uh, by the way, have you noticed that Pete Buttigieg kind of has the Obama cadence to his uh, his speech, the way he talks, his hand motions and so forth? He's adopted that from President Obama. I don't know if he's done that in, on purpose or not, but it's clearly he delivers like 
President Obama. And he's a slick politician. Don't get me wrong. I think he's very dangerous, by the way, uh, not just because he's slick, but because he uses scripture often and he claims to be an evangelical Christian and he uses scripture to shame evangelicals, conservatives, uh, uh, to basically cave into the abortion issue and other things. So I think he's very dangerous personally, but he says it's more important who decides and not where to, where they decide. I wonder if Pete Buttigieg would be okay with it if the majority of women were pro-life. Uh, it's true that there are more pro-life women than there are men in America. I didn't know if you knew that or not. Women are more pro-life than men across the board. What if America was made up of more pro-life women. And what if those pro-life women voted pro-life and put into place pro-life policies? Would he be okay with that? I doubt it. All right, let's move on to the next clip. This is again, Fox News Sunday with Pete Buttigieg. Part of my question. And the second part was the Democratic platform contains language that basically says that we don't belong. We have no part in the party because it says abortion should be legal up to nine months. The government should pay True. for it. And True. there's nothing that says that people have a diversity of views on this issue should be included in the party. In 1996 and several years after that, there was a language in the Democratic platform that said that we understand that people have very differing views on this issue, but we are a big tent party that includes everybody. And so therefore, we welcome you, people like me, into the party so we can work on issues that we agree on. Yeah. So I, my question was, no more. You, would you be open to language like that? in the, the Democratic pap platform that really did say that our party is diverse and inclusive and we want everybody. Well, the days are over. the position of my party uh, that this kind of medical care needs to be available to everyone. Uh, and I support the Roe versus Wade framework uh, that holds that early in pregnancy, there are very few restrictions and late in pregnancy, there are very few exceptions. And again, the best I can offer is that we may disagree on that very important issue. Uh, and hopefully we will be able to partner on other issues. All right, go ahead and stop there. Well, there's a lot there, obviously. Uh, the big tent party, by the way, is no longer a big tent. Uh, pro-life Democrats, if you're a pro-life Democrat, you got nowhere to go. You got no candidate you can vote for. They don't want you in the party. They're telling you to pound sand, basically, and move on. Find another party, really. And it's been my position, and it'll continue to be my position. If you are a Christian, if you claim Christ, you cannot vote Democrat. You just can't because Democrats are the party of death. They are the party of death. No longer is there any moderation in the party. No longer are they the safe, legal, and rare party. Uh, you know, there was a time that there were pro-life Democrats. There was a time that, you know, Bill Clinton even said that abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. Uh, there was a time that, as Kristen Day said, that in the party platform, there was moderation that they allowed for pro-life Democrats. That's no longer the case. In fact, the party platform now says that the, the party stands for federal funding for abortion all the way up until the time of birth. Uh, there was also a time that there were blue dog Democrats. Remember them? <laughs> it wasn't long ago probably less than a decade ago, blue dog Democrats, pro-life Democrats in the Congress. That's no longer the case. Today, they are the party of infanticide. They are the party of late-term abortion, and they want you to pay for it. 
So if you are a pro-life Democrat, you got nowhere to go. You got no party. And personally, I'm not a Democrat or Republican. I vote based on the issues. And the issue of abortion is the preeminent issue of our day. The biggest, largest human rights issue that America and the world has ever faced. And you cannot be right enough on all the other issues. Like he says, you can work with me on other issues. Let's say the economy or welfare or health insurance or taxation or immigration. You may agree with the Democrats on those, but they cannot be right enough on those to make up for being wrong on the killing of preborn babies. It just doesn't work that way. The right to life is a fundamental right. Our founders put it first for a reason, because all other rights flow from that right. And th that's why there is no room at the end if you are a pro-life Democrat. It's time to move on. Doesn't mean you have to become a Republican. It just means you need to vote based on the issue. And if you can't vote for a pro-life Democrat, you shouldn't vote at all. If you can't vote for a Democrat or a Republican pick candidate, just don't vote at all. That's my, my position. So, all right, let's move on. Uh, this is the fourth click. Again, this is uh, Pete Buttigieg at the Fox News Sunday uh, town hall. Something I believe is so important, especially because I'm never going to have to make that decision. And so uh, I may have my views. That's obvious. But I cannot imagine that uh, a decision that a woman confronts is going to ever be better medically or morally because it's being dictated by any government official. And that's just where I am on the issue. Well, there you go. So here, here's the thing. What Pete Buttigieg is doing here is he's confusing preference choices to moral choices. Uh, we can all say we can differ on taxation. We can differ on all a range of issues, okay? Those are what I call preference issues, preference choice, you know, uh, things that are not moral issues. Abortion's a moral issue. You're either right or you're wrong on it. Uh, and he's confusing the two. Uh, again, and he's also saying that uh, as a pro-life man, he has a say in this. But he would be the first to say that men are, I'm sorry, as a pro-abortion man, he has a say in this. He'd be the first to say that pro-life men should stay out of it. They should stay out of it. It really comes down to this, doesn't it? The pro-life syllogism. The pro-life syllogism. It's real simple. Because arguments don't have gender. People do. And we should base our decision of an argument based on the logic of it. Does it follow? The pro-life syllogism is real simple. It's wrong to intentionally kill a innocent human being, number one. Abortion kills an innocent human being. Therefore, abortion is wrong. That's the pro-life syllogism. That cuts through all this gender identity politics and gets to the heart of the matter. So Pete Buttigieg has basically told you, if you're a pro-life Democrat, you have no place in the party. You have no vote. There's not going to be anybody you can really vote for, and you can't vote pro-choice. I mean, you just can't. You can't vote for a pro-choice Democrat because they can't be right on enough issues to make up for that. So I'll, I'll say it again. If you're a pro-life Democrat and you plain, claim Christ, there's no room at the end. You got to move on. You got to find another home, or you definitely cannot vote for a pro-life or a pro-choice Democrat. I probably keep saying pro-choice. but All right, so let's switch gears here. We're going to be talking now about this recent controversy regarding the abortion pill, the abortion pill. Uh, last fall, uh, the California, state of California, basically passed a law forcing 
the health centers on college campuses in the state of California to dispense the abortion pill. And the abortion pill is simply a medical or chemical abortion. Instead of surgical, it's medical or chemical. And the pro-abortion movement, the industry is moving quickly to that type of regimen rather than surgical abortions. And the reason for that is twofold, my view. First of all, surgical abortions are uh, easier for us to target because you have to go to an abortion center. We can point those out. We can show photos of all of that. And people think the earlier that you have an abortion, the more acceptable it is. So uh, the abortion pill can be taken earlier. And it seems to be kind of more of a privacy thing. You can do it at, at home. So that's why there's a move towards this. But what's come along with that is what we're now doing, which is offering the uh, abortion pill reversal. And I'd like to bring in my good friend and colleague, uh, Gabriel Vance, for this, because Gabe is our external affairs director, and he follows a lot of the legislation here in Ohio and around the country. And uh, in the state of Ohio, we have had the pill reversal bill pass the o Ohio Senate. It's pending in the Ohio House. But what I want to do here in the time that's remaining, Gabe, mm -hmm. is talk about the abortion pill itself, just so people understand how does it work? I mean, people are used to the uh, birth control pill, you know, and they think, oh, that's the same thing. Is it? No, not okay. at all. So, so how does it work? Tell, us, tell our folks how, how all that works. So the abortion pill, a lot of times you'll hear it referred to also as a chemical abortion or a medical abortion is a series of actually two pills that a mother will take. And we know this is a, an, an elective, an intentional abortion that's going to kill her child. So the woman will go to an abortion facility, a Planned Parenthood or another private abortion facility, and she will be prescribed two different medications. The first is known as mifepristone. Mm -hmm. um, also, you may recognize the name RU486 is right. another name for that drug. Um, and that mother will take that drug. And what that does is it's a progesterone blocker. So it's going to cut off the, the nutrients from her child inside her womb. So essentially her little boy or girl will starve and suffocate due to a lack of the nutrients because the progesterone has been blocked by the, with the press stone. Um, and then one to two days later, the mother is going to take another pill called mifeprostol which will then cause heavy contractions to expel the baby out of her body. So usually this will happen in the mother's home. She'll be alone over the toilet. Um, so sometimes these mothers will even see their child, their dead child come out into the toilet. We've even had a mother send us a picture of her scooping her little boy out of the toilet. Mm -hmm. So these, these mothers are then killing their child with chemicals and then flushing them down their toilet with other human waste. So, folks, that's how it works. Uh, there's nothing safe about this. In fact, it's very harmful. Uh, it can, you know, women have died taking this regimen just as they have died in surgical abortions. Obviously, yeah. it kills the baby. There's no difference there. Uh, it's still immoral because it, it takes the life of the baby. Pro-lifers have objected to this because it puts lives at risk, the mothers, uh, and because it violates many of the conscience rights of physicians and those who might have to be forced to dispense these uh, abortion uh, pills. So that's why we're against it. 
But thankfully, I mean, there's actually a way of reversing it if you get to the woman soon enough, you get to the mother uh, soon enough. Explain how that works, and then I'd like to talk quickly about the legislation. Okay, great, yeah. So abortion pill reversal um, was actually coined and started by two different doctors in 2007, um, Dr. George Delgado and then also Dr. Matthew Harrison. And they started um, an organization now that includes over 900 medical providers across okay. the nation. So mm. when a woman regrets an abortion, um, starting the chemical abortion, taking that first pill at the abortion facility, she gets home. Maybe she's encountered several counselors who have informed her about the abortion pill reversal. She can contact this ministry's 24-7 hotline. They'll connect her to one of those 900 providers across America. And what they'll do is they'll get her in contact with the doctors she, she can see to have um, to take more progesterone, either through an oral prescription or through an injection. So, so once again, explain the, the procedure. She's she's taken this regimen, the mifeprestone and the, the misoprostol. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These two bill, uh, uh, or at least the first, right? Yeah, the woman has to, the abortion pill reversal has to be started after she takes the first pill. First only. pill, the RU46 yeah. or misoprostone. Mm -hmm. So she's, she's so taken that. Now she takes progesterone to, mm -hmm. to try to reverse it. Yeah. And it so has it to happen within 24 hours to 48, right? Even up to 70, 72, 72 hours, okay. they've seen success in saving babies. As long as she hasn't taken that second pill yet, she can go visit a doctor and get progesterone okay. to counter that mifeprestone, which initially blocked the progesterone and restore the nutrients to her baby and save her child. And this has resulted in the saving over 750 children. So far, it's been documented across our country. So gotcha. hundreds of children and mothers were spared from chemical abortions okay. because of this. So, folks, if you want to find out more, you can go to pillreversal.com. That's the website. Abortionpillreversal.com. Right? Abortionpillreversal.com. That's the website to find out more about the abortion pill reversal. We uh, have a sign that we use outside of the abortion centers where they're dispensing the abortion pill that refers to this abortionpillreversal.com website that women who, who have taken that first you know, pill know that there's an option for them. They can reverse it. And 750 children have been spared using the abortion pill reversal. In the short time we have, uh, uh, Gabe, a lot of people say, well, this isn't a thing. You know, this is harmful to women. Uh, there's going to be uh, medical, uh, you know, side effects and so forth. Address that. And then let's talk about the bill real quick in yeah. the state house. Well, no, I mean, this treatment for a woman to reverse the abortion is completely safe. Progesterone is a you know, a hormone that's given to women quite commonly to right. help with many different issues. And it's been proven safe over and over and over again in clinical studies. So this doesn't pose a risk to the woman, but um, even the, the abortion drug mifeprestone can hospitalize a woman. She can require a blood transfusion. She can have blood infections, many um, severe complications because of that. But now, there's a lot of disinformation should, out there because they're telling sure. people that this isn't safe. And what they're doing is they're conflating the abortion pill regimen yeah. with the reversal and they're blaming mm -hmm. it on the reversal exactly. process, exactly. right? But even in the abortion pill reversal and taking that progesterone, not only can that save the child, but now there's also evidence showing that that can reverse some of the negative effects that the abortion pill would have caused. It can stop the, the hemorrhaging, the bleeding. It gotcha. can prevent infections and things like that. Gotcha. Um, so this is a very safe safe thing for the mother to do. And of course, it's safe for the child because it could save that baby. So it's life. not too late. 24 to 48 hours, even up to 72 hours, yeah. a woman can take this uh, uh, progesterone mm -hmm. and, and reverse the abortion pill yeah. uh, effects, at least the first one. 
Uh, so, folks, again, abortionpillreversal.com is the website, abortionpillreversal.com. we got about a minute left. We've yeah. had this piece of legislation in the Ohio House. Uh, it's passed the Senate, the abortion pill reversal. It's pending in the, uh, in the House, right? Yeah. Uh, it's hopefully going to go to hearing. Give us a uh, status on that. And are sure. there other similar pieces of legislation across America happening yeah, yeah. right now? So, so more than 10 states have introduced um, abortion pill reversal legislation. So requiring okay. abortion providers to inform the woman that the abortion can be reversed. Um, and it's actually law in six states now. And oh. hopefully we'll see abor- uh, Ohio join those states as well. So uh, it's Senate Bill 155, and it has already okay. passed the the Senate last year, and it was introduced in the House on November 12th of last year. So okay. we're waiting for um, a House Health Committee to have okay. hearings on the bill, and hopefully it'll be passed to the House as well and then signed into law by the governor. All right. So, folks, if you live in the state of Ohio and you're a voter and you you call your, your state representative in the House of Representatives and ask them to pass SB 155, that's SB 155, that is the abortion pill reversal uh, legislation in the Ohio State House. And if you're listening to the sound of my voice, and you live in states where there is no abortion pill reversal piece of legislation, go to your, your state rep or your senator and ask them to introduce such a law. This is a thing, man. I mean, we got to get it done. This is another thing we can do to save lives. So Gabe, I appreciate you being on the program yeah, with us again me, today and, and giving us that insight into the abortion pill regimen and the abortion pill reversal. So we'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil evil plague in America, call Created Equal at 614-269-7808, 614-269-7808, or go online to createdequal.net, createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to The Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.